Tonight I have a special guest. I'm his fan. I've been following him on TikTok. And he really inspired me to continue continue giving to the community. Not only me, while I was starting recording this with him, my daughter was standing in the kitchen and says, with who you are talking? And I say, with Aaron Murphy, she's like, I follow him on TikTok. So she came and say hi to him because Aaron, you are a truly inspiration to the world. And I wanna share your story because I want everybody know to know what is what you do for others. From where all this inspiration, for, from where all this love, from where all this painful, where it's coming from, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by what you're doing in Ecuador. Hi, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. Of That's course. So, so please start with me. Why? How, how this happened? Why you decide to move to Ecuador? Why you decide to help the poor people? And how did you get all these donations across social media to help others and pay it forward? Yeah, um, I'll, it's kind of like a super long story. I'll try to like sum it up real quick. Yeah. Basically, um, basically, I've been I've been working in music for about 13 years, and it was more like a lot of hip hop music and then electronic music. Um, and I worked like on a lot of music tours, lived on tour buses. Um, and it was just that lifestyle is just a lot of heavy partying. So basically I spent my twenties just, you know, just destroying my liver and, and smoking too many cigarettes. And it was all about just kind of like the me, 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 which I guess is kind of, it's really like the younger American culture, honest, in my opinion is, is very like materialistic based. Um, like we're taught to like, you look at the music and it just talks about like the best cars, the prettiest girls, the, it's, it's just kind of this culture of just, you know, chasing this dragon. And so basically I had a few scares. Um, I actually had an NDE where, I don't know if you know what that means, like a near death experience where I, where I, I really feel like I died and left my body. And it was very, um, maybe this could be like another time. It was like a very deep, profound experience for me where I had the opportunity of coming back into my body. And that was about, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, and since then I've been on like this, this trail of, you know, cutting out cigarettes, cutting out alcohol, cutting out the party drugs, um, you know, even to like weed, to ecstasy, to, to the white powder, we, you know, everyone likes to put in their nose in that party scene. Um, so after like I cut everything out of my life, it was, I was still working. Um, I left California where I was working more for just like a marketing agency. Um, like we worked with companies like Rockstar Energy Drink, the liquor companies. Um, and so I come back to uh, Utah, my hometown, and that's where a, a friend asked me to kind of take care of his nightclub. And it was just like, I felt empty, like night after night after night of like, like I don't want to be doing this anymore. And so kind of what I was explaining to you before we were recording here is I went to a, I went to a concert and um, I, was, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to celebrate my one year sobriety. And so I was, my, all my friends were smoking marijuana and I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm going to smoke it, you know? So, but what happened was it just gave me this gnarly panic attack um, just because I've been so clean. I've been following like this vegan diet and I just was like, boom, kind of out of my mind of like, it was all of my same emotions, which were kind of being suppressed of like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like um, I'm 31 years old and I'm working at nightclubs that I don't even drink. Like, like what, you know, what am I doing? And it was just this profound in my head, like it was like something just stuck this this thought in my head that was like, all right, this is what you're doing. And it was, I'm going to South America. And so I was like telling my friends, like I'm going to South America, I'm moving to South Why America. Why South America? 
I don't know, it was just in my head. It was weird. I was like, it's, I'm going to South America. And my friends are like, you're crazy. You know, you'll, you'll snap out of this tomorrow. And I was like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like I called up my sister that night. I called up my brother and I said, come over to my house, grab whatever you want, grab some paintings, grab my little Buddha statue, TVs, my hockey skates, like whatever you guys want, like take it. And I got a ticket to Bogota, Colombia. Didn't speak any Spanish. Um, my, you know, my mom called me up and she's like, Aaron, please don't commit suicide. You know, like the science of giving everything away. And I was like, mom, it's cool. I'm just I'm going on this cool journey. You know, I want to be a backpacker for a bit. So anyway, I get to, I get to South America. Um, and kind of what you were asking, like how I got into this was to learn Spanish. Um, I started making YouTube videos. So this has been a hobby of mine for like a year and a half before TikTok. Mm -hmm. And but I had to be like a little more careful with my money just because I wanted to like backpack indefinitely. It wasn't like something like, I'm gonna be out here for three weeks and I'm gonna come back. It was something like, I just, I wanna be out here. And so um, I, I learned about Venezuelan immigrants. I didn't know anything about Venezuela, how the, you know, their, their, their money just is garbage. You know, you like, you need a wheelbarrow full of cash to buy a hot dog. And so I'm, I'm running into there's like hundreds of thousands of these Venezuelan families in the streets. And I run into like my first week in Venezuela. In Colombia. In Colombia, yeah. I run, in, I run into this guy who so showed Let me interrupt you. These yeah. Venezuelan families has crossed the border to Colombia because what is happening in the, in the country. Is that correct? Yeah. So they're immigrating over there, crossing uh, the borders of Colombia because they don't have food, they don't have medications, they don't have money to eat, they don't have a job. Yeah. So in spirit of, of, of desperation, they're crossing the border, trying to find help, right? And, and help. Yeah, just trying to find a better life. I mean, I've been talking to so many of them now. It's, it's like the stories that I hear is, um, like I, I have a video on my YouTube channel about a guy who left Venezuela because there's no medicine. Like all the doctors have already left, basically. There's no medicine, there's no, you know, like there's there's nothing there. Uh, you have to work all month to be able to buy a, a bag of flour, the pan, which is P-A-N, which is the brand of flour they have down there. So it's, it's I mean, it's like, it's biblical, you know, it's, it's very, it's crazy. Um, <clears throat> so what really sparked my interest with this is I ran into this guy who's showing me pictures on his phone of like this gnarly house, which would be worth like three, four million in, in Florida, right? Or in New York, like a really nice home. And um, he's like, he's like, I have nothing now. I'm poor. Like I'm on the streets. I like kept thinking that Venezuela would get better, and our money just went to nothing. And he's like, we have nothing. And I was, just, it was such a crazy thought to me that we can lose everything within, you know, the, the blink of an eye. Um, and so I, to learn Spanish, I started doing these YouTube videos where I would kind of document them. Live like I slept in parks with them. Um, just. It was, you know. You slept in parts with those families. And yeah, and like, for example, in Cartagena, I had an Airbnb, but I stayed two weeks in the park on the corner of um, over this, where this uh, like castle is. I don't know if you've been to Cartagena in, in Colombia, but anyway, this park and I just like, I, I run into these like 30, 40 kids. Um, like the moms had the babies on their backs and they're washing the windows. Some of the husbands are rappers where they would go on buses and rap for people. And they had like a ringleader who was who was a guy who had no legs in a wheelchair and they would bring the money to him at night and he would make sure that the children like he would divvy it up the children had money for food um the pregnant women if it was raining they would have priority to get into a hotel for a night like a hostel 
And it was, for me, it was like, holy crap, you know, like, it's such a different life that I've been living. Things that we take for granted, huh? Yeah, like, just this thought of, like, what if I was born one of you guys? Like, it wasn't even, like, something I would never even think about. Like, I was just worried about, like, oh, crap, I just bought the iPhone, you know, like, 11 and the 12's coming out. Like, why did I do that? Like, the stupid things that I used to worry about, you know what I mean? And um, it was just addictive. Yeah, the nice shoes, the nice clothes. I mean, here we are a little bit uh, very, we're a consumers, right? Mm -hmm. And over there, you know, people live with what they have and, and they're struggling. So yeah. what is what you experienced while you were sleeping on those park in that park with all these people? Um, it was, I mean, I have so many emotions from it. Like, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. It's, it's something that's just like, so, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. It's hard to put into words. Um, beautiful moments that would like kind of bring me to tears to moments of like pure anxiety for me of like no 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 no, i can't i can't deal with this anymore to to just like i don't know it is an, it's an amazing experience that i think that if anyone is feeling you know like empty inside um the number one thing to do for me is um it's kind of off subject but lo get lose yourself in the service of others and this was a time for me where i was i was still making money um besides from TikTok, still making money i, I had a, a part-time job that i would just do over the phones and like at the end of the night i would be able to like all right cool i'm gonna buy everyone food or i'm gonna get a couple people a hotel you know and just to be able to hear their experience see smiles on their faces you know it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing that i i feel that um we as a let society... me ask you something <clears throat> yeah what what do you feel being a a, a servant leader What is that joy? From where this joy is coming from? Um, this so this is something I'm really writing about in my journal right now because it's definitely evolving this last like couple weeks. Um, so in in the beginning, uh, this something really like it's really fascinating for me. Um, so in the beginning, it felt so good to be able to like sit down and share a meal with someone, hear their story, like buy them the medicine they need in, in a in a pharmacy and. and And I believe that like everyone has that feeling of like pure bliss from charity, right? We usually do it two to three times a year where we feel inspired and it's like, I'm gonna go help that person. That person responds like, I was praying for help. I was, you know what I mean? And you just feel like that really good joy come over you. I know what you mean very well. Yeah, and, and so right now I'm in this place where like, for example, I helped this family uh, like last week, right? And um, I mean, it's just been like, Like for example, one of my neighbors, this, I'm kind of going to go to this one actually a couple weeks ago. One of my neighbors has a Down syndrome baby who's, who's eight months old and has a lot of liquid inside of her brain um, and basically was dying. They had their, their Venezuelan uh, immigrants living on the border of Colombia and Ecuador. They had no money. Uh, they were just my friends. They let me crash on their floor sometimes. It was just a cool apartment complex I like to hang out at. And I hear about this and, and the mom goes with the baby into the hospital and they need to do all these exams to know exactly how to do like this, the, to remove the liquid or where the liquid's at, but the money, they had no money to do the exams. And so basically it was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to spend the donation money on this for this week. And just when it was like a good, like $5,000, right. That we, um, paid from, where, from where all this money is coming from, from TikTok and then from YouTube, from a, uh, a GoFundMe. That I so there is people that donate to, uh, onto your account uh, daily to help others. 
Correct. Yeah. And what is the amount that you um, found every week in your account? What is what? What is the amount? Like how much? So mm-hmm. it donations. I had like like uh, two weeks which were really good that had a lot of donations coming in. It was just like all the videos were getting millions of views. And within like that month, it was probably around 45,000. That's amazing. Yeah. And that money went on donations only. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that, and that was from a, a couple GoFundMes that I put on YouTube. Um, and yeah, like I just directly get sent over. And it's been, yeah, it's, it's super rad, like it's, Uh, so kind of what I was going back, like how I feel, right? So I've been I've been doing this now like a year and a half. Like I just started recently putting it on TikTok just because all my friends are like, get a TikTok. And I'm like, no, this is for little girls shaking their butts. You know, like, why am I going to get a TikTok? <laughs> and so anyway, like I eventually do it. Like the, one, of, one of the first videos just kind of blows up. And so, um, but what you were saying is like, I've been doing it so much. Like after I did this, I actually felt it's something really, I'm, I'm like, I'm totally glad I get this experience. Um, because I, I feel like I'm really learning like wisdom for myself, you know, uh, this is like a very personal subject where I don't want it to sound, you know what I mean? Like it might sound a little weird, but it's very personal for me to where like I look at my journal and it's like, I felt so good. I felt so good. But after these last ones were like, it's like my TikTok people basically saved a child's life. Like it's so like mind boggling to me that that's literally what happened. Like this child would have died without having these treatments. Um, and then like we, I built right now over 16 small businesses for, for families that are, that are starving to death, that have no way of help, like feeding their families, like these food carts, you know, and after kind of businesses. Yeah. And that's my main thing I'm trying to do right now is, is to be able to teach people how to fish, like building them something to where they're not going to be put on like a welfare program. You know, like a lot of people will hit me up and be like, I want to sponsor a family. And I'm like, that's cool. Let me find a family that has like a mother with a down syndrome child or elderly people that can't work. You know what I mean? That's But the, amazing. That, that's just to, amazing. Yeah. I, I want it to be different than most charities that I, I've heard about and had a bad taste in my mouth where it's like, it just pays these salaries and it puts people like, here's a little bit of food, but they get hungry an hour later. Like this is, I want it to where people um, can donate. And then it's like, this is what my money did. It saved a freaking child. Like I'm, something that's really awesome for me um, to be able to just witness like a community to come together and really make an impact rather than just feeding. And, and you know, um, but yeah, like, so right now it's when, how I feel is I've done it so much where like, Like one of them, I, I did it and they're like crying, you know, and like I have my helpers, right? And my helpers are crying. They're like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like we remodeled Who are your helpers? Um, friends that I'll find down here. So like- Nobody from the States. No, 100% people that I meet down here that are really cool, that I trust. And I'm like, they just want to help, you know? Um, the thing with the United States is like, I've had friends come out for a couple weeks, but it's more of like, like sometimes they'll come down and they'll be like, I want to hook up with girls. You know what I mean? Like the, the younger guys. And I'm like, I'm not into that right now. Like this is, I'm not in party mode at all. Like this is kind of like my, my spiritual request, but all 100% people from here. Um, I don't have to babysit them there. I just speak Spanish, obviously. But you yeah. You learn how so, to speak Spanish. I'm learning. Yeah, I've, it's, it's coming together. I, I can understand most now. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. So where do you live? Um, I live all over Ecuador. The mo the majority I'm in Tucan, which is the border town of Ecuador and Colombia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Quito quite a bit. Like I'll come here for about a week out of the month uh, to get out of Tulcan because in, in this small town of like 80,000 people, um, I'm just really, I've been on the news quite a bit, like local news and, and whatnot, just for the videos here. And it's like, everyone knows who I am there. I'll go to a store and people will be like, hey, come here, like, let me get a picture with you. And then like a couple seconds later, they'll be like, actually, like I need some money. You know what I mean? Like it, I'll be asked for like money when I go out in the streets like 10, 15 times or people I know. So I'll come to Quito where I can walk around and no one's gonna ask you for something. Yeah. I know. Um, and so kind of like what you were saying, like with how I feel about this is um, right now, it's like, I'm at this point to where if I allow myself to feel this deep sensation of joy for charity, then I'm not, then I'm not doing it enough. If that makes sense. Like it's not a, it's not an attribute, which should be an attribute of everyone, you know, where like I, I enjoy, I'm not like super, super religious, but I enjoy like a lot of scriptures that my mom would, would tell me of like, you know, like heaven is within, you know what I mean? Um, to, I, I think to be able to really, to get to that point, to, you know, for us to evolve into a higher consciousness, we need to develop these, these uh, attributes, at least work on them, whether it's like patience, charity. Um, and, and yeah, so now it's like to a point to where like, I don't really feel too much. Like even when I've seen them cry, it's just like, it's like a daily thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, like what would be a good example? Like maybe a gynecologist who doesn't get excited. It's a, about it's a way of living. It's just, it's just, it's your lifestyle. Yeah. You become yeah. your lifestyle. I mean, in the beginning, it's like a diet, right? Yeah. When you start a diet, you are like, oh my God, this is a struggling, right? Yeah. But once you have months doing the same diet, it's part of your lifestyle. So you just do it because it's part of you. It's, you know, it's coming yeah. from you. Exactly. So what is next? Um, so right now, like I'm working on a nonprofit just so... I, I don't get completely screwed on taxes and have to pay like, you know, 50% to the government on, on people's donations. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is uh, basically like, I have this, this idea that I've had for a really long time, which is to see if I can build a micro economy within a third world country where there are impoverished, impoverished people, um, where I can strategically inject these donations, allowing people to see them and to see if we can build like micro economies. So kind of the idea is, especially like once the, the full nonprofit goes through, I can get some donations from some larger companies and use these to buy maybe like a small plot of land and then have a ton of chickens, some cows, and <clears throat> where, I can, where I can deliver the meat, the, the eggs, the food to these food carts. They're going to get the prices a lot cheaper. Um, it's going to give people jobs that can work on these little, these little farms and literally like from the building these micro economies, allowing people to work and allowing people who are blessed in, in first world countries to say, cool, like you can, you want to sponsor a family? Here you go. A thousand bucks. It'll buy like a food cart. It'll pay their personal rent for two, three months. Give them that running space. It'll pay for their food. Um, and then boom, like, that's that's kind of the plan right now is just is just you know like building as many just giving employment for people allowing them to feed their their freaking family you know like because that's a real thing like there's really starvation going now with all the coronavirus is hard i mean for people if here in the state it's hard to find a job i can only imagine how hard it is to find a job yeah being an immigrant illegal immigrant in another country and uh, not having the opportunity because there is no opportunities right now. Yeah, it's nearly impossible to find jobs. Um, 
the only people that are finding jobs out here are really, really hot girls, to be honest. Um, and people are like, let's hire that girl. You know, um, <coughs> there's, there's just no jobs. <coughs> when Corona came, it shut everything down for four months and only essential businesses were open in basically all the countries down here. Mm -hmm. So like every small business just like lost all their money. And I was just mind boggled the whole time of like, like how are people alive right now? What are these like Venezuelan immigrants who they sell suckers in the streets? That's how they get by. Like they'll have little bags of hard candies and they'll be asking for change, but they'll obviously, you know, like just have a little candy to sell. And it's like, people can't be in the streets. Um, no, everyone lost their jobs unless they're like a doctor or working at a major grocery store. Um, it was gnarly. Like people were like, I heard some crazy stories of like people just like really going hungry and eating like things like drywall, you know, like things like that in their home. And um, like people haven't had meat in a very long, basically like everyone in my town was just eating bread. And if someone had extra bread, they would go around to the neighbors and be like, here, do you want some bread? <laughs> it was really cool. Um, actually, like, I mean, it sounds super weird to stay cool, but I, I like just seeing this, like people come together and like offering, like, what do you have? Like sharing little pieces of bread. <laughs> I, I truly believe that, you know, if, if you want to see the change in the world, the ch you need to be the change. And by being the change is by doing something for somebody else, right? To help somebody else. Yeah. And I'm I'm amazed and I'm on our of, of what you do for others just out of your heart. You know, you putting yourself um, in risk as well, being over there because you are a visitor there. You are not um um you have a visa, right? To stay there. Um, the visa ran up in three months, but because it's in an emergency state, the president extended it indefinitely until the country is out of the emergency state. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like <clears throat> in a gray area right now where um, I could just chill indefinitely until... Until everything goes back. So are you going to stay there? Where are you going next? I want to do this in every Latin country. It's just kind of like my new goal. Like, I think it'd be so cool to, to just... Because um, I live out of my backpack, so... <clears throat> Sorry, my throat just got super dry. As soon as like, yeah, like these these borders open up, I just want to grab my backpack and then go to Peru, go to Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, uh, Paraguay, like all these Paraguay, all these you countries. Will love, you, know? you will love Latin America because I started traveling Latin America when I was 24 years. Yeah. And, um, and I stopped traveling when I was probably in my 30s. Mm -hmm. So I got married when I was 30, 31. So when I was 31 is when I stopped traveling solo. And then I started traveling with my ex-husband, right? My family. Yeah. But um, the experiences that I have in Latin America and in Central America is just, it's just amazing. I mean, my traveling is what really forced me. It is what really uh, built me up. It's what really um, educate me, you know, about different cultures. Even though we're Latin, all of us, we have a different culture. We have a different ways of speaking. We yeah. have a different ways of eating. We have a different food. We have a different cultures. But it's just amazing how Latin America, it's just, it's just a beautiful country. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I spent a couple of years in Brazil. Um, now Colombia, eight months, eight by nine months here. And it's awesome. Like, even like in like what you're saying, like I've been in Mexico, um, Guatemala, Honduras, and every country is so different. Like 
all of my friends who have not been out of the United States think if you speak Spanish, like you're a Mexican. You know what I mean? Like they'll even call Brazilians Mexicans. And um, it's 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 a different country every single. Well, one. it's the way that they have labeled us, right? So you speak <laughs> uh -huh. Spanish, you're Mexican or you're Puerto Rican. Exactly. Right? So no, I mean you're Mexican, you're Mexican, you're Puerto Rican, you're Puerto Rican, you are from Chile, you are Chilean, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. we have a different accent, we have a different culture, but we are all in that, in the same melting pot, which is wonderful. Yeah. And the Latin culture is amazing. I mean, like, they're so open. Um, like in, in California, I could never just walk around and, and like right, right before I left, I went while well, I was waiting for my passport to get renewed. I was in Irvine, California. And mm -hmm. it's like, you make eye contact with your neighbor and they're like, why are you staring at me? You know what I mean? Where it's down here and everyone's just like, hey, what are you doing? Like, everyone's having like barbecues in front of their houses and neighbors are just sharing beers with each other. It's super cool. Like, it's it's different. Like, um, I don't know, this is kind of weird, but I've seen so many people that are like, they'll be babysitting a baby and it's just all of a sudden the mom will just give titty milk to their, their neighbor's kid or their sister's kid. It's just way more like family oriented. Um, and I, I think that's just really... So, so tell me, what makes you go to, to TikTok and what is the outcome that you have from that platform? What makes me go? Um, I mean, my real passion was YouTube just because like, I just love walking around with my camera and being able to tell a longer story. But it's definitely like my main platform now that, that grows consistently. Like I'll get usually about 5,000 subscribers a day on it, um, depending on how like viral the video is. And it's just, it's really cool. I mean. I don't know. I was just always so against it until like it, it, it took off, and I'm like, all right, I guess this is my new my new platform. Um, I mean, you don't have to be a teenager to be on TikTok. Yeah, right. Um, that's true. And I think this is one of the biggest right now and and fastest platform for growth. You know, and if you want to really um, promote something, but what I have seen is that most of the, vi the the videos that go viral and uh, a lot of people are resharing and feel uh, very relatable are videos like yours. Mm -hmm. Videos of humanity, videos who from somebody helping somebody else, you know, paying forward. Yeah. This is what people really want to see. And you are doing an amazing job sharing your experiences, sharing your help to others and sharing humanity to the world because it's not just from people in South America. I mean, my daughter lives in Florida and I just find out that she is your follower and that she cries every time she sees your videos. This is, this is, you know, amazing. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, so the internet is a, it is a weird thing. I was, I was talking to a good friend of mine today and uh, we were, I went, I walked around with her for the city all morning and um, just looking for people to help. Like, and a lot of the money, like I don't, I, that I, I spend quite a bit of the money out here that I, like, it doesn't make sense to put on camera. Like, like we were walking, um, I don't know if you can see like the giant church over there in, in uh, Quito, in the capital here, there's a really giant famous church. We're walking up there and we see this old woman digging in trash. <clears throat> and um, I was just like, all right, this is definitely one. Like just chatting with her and um, her talking about how there's just no money. No one will hire her because she's like an 80 year old woman. She has a little cane and she's digging in trash. And I was like, why are you digging in the trash? And she looks at me like with this embarrassed face and she's like, oh, I, I uh, have a dog who's hungry. And it was, it was a lie. Like we knew that she was, even the girl that I was with who's from here, she was like, 
that's uh, that's just she just says that because she's embarrassed right now and just you know to be able to just like um normally i'll carry around like 500 to 1000 dollars on me at all times which sounds kind of crazy but um especially being in south america but you know it's for for moments like this where it's like here you go like i'll kind of give a handful of cash i'm gonna like, i'm gonna remove that from the from the podcast yeah I don't, i don't want people to know that you carry money you know what i'm saying Yeah, I had no problem. So, so basically it's cool because I'll just be able to walk around and like see this woman, <laughs> this elderly woman and just be able to give her a little bit of cash like here's 20 bucks, you know. Um so that's that's another big part of my day is I just love to walk around finding people and obviously like I don't post this on my Instagram stories or anything like this is just kind of my personal passion. Um But that is also so, where a lot of this cash goes, the donations. So, how we can help you? Um so yeah right now it's it's Venmo which is in my my uh my TikTok bio is murphslide24. Um I'm looking hopefully to have a if I can get this YouTube channel to get a little bit bigger where I can have volunteer programs. That's what I want to have the the YouTube cash fund. Um and then if you want to do monthly it's patreon.com/murphslife. And that kind of allows me to plan videos like okay I know I'm going to have this much next month. I'm going to spend it on this so this so this. And what about what about PayPal? PayPal as well. Um the my PayPal is just Murph's life, just straight up Murph's life. Yeah, we're going to have all that information. Uh we're going to put it on the under uh the podcast that I'm going to share on my feed on LinkedIn because oh. I have so many followers who are very compassionate. Yeah. Uh, they like to help, you know. I mean, last year we helped uh this year and last year we helped uh three families. Cool. We had probably more than $50,000 only on donations, you know. Cool. And uh it was amazing. You know. Yeah. Um if you ever wanted to do like uh something cool too, like if you ever wanted to do I don't know if you saw my last video that I uploaded this morning about the family who lives in a house built of trash. Um I don't know. Yeah, so I mean it's such a cool family. There's four kids. You got to duck down like this. They they work in trash and recycle. And um there's like electric wires going through everywhere but they're hugging each other they're crying telling me how much they love each other and i'm just like this is the coolest like this is what america this is what first world countries need to learn um is to see the love and joy that they have and it's something that like um if you ever did want to do any type of specific donations like i would love to do something like i want to build them a house which would cost like 12 13,000 Um so definitely like that's kind of what I want to do if I get like a surplus in donations. There's I have two families that um that I've already filmed that's like they need a they need a house and it's what, like What let me ask you something Aaron. Why do you think that we have lost that sentiment the families here in the United States? Um I think it's just been a chase of like I mean like like the entertainment industry basically comes out of the United States Hollywood like all these big movies and and it's like look what they teach you know like look at look what the music raps about sings about like look at this freaking song wop that you know that came out and it's like you know like I'm not like bashing on people for like their taste in music and movies um but it's things like I this is more for me personally of like what I used to really really be into and um I, it really is it's like it's just the culture that's being pushed out and it's very materialistic like bye 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 Um you know I I feel like we kind of forget and then also at times too like when when you are blessed and you have nothing to worry about when you're not worried about your next meal it's very easy to forget you know um 
I don't know. It's a, it's a pride cycle. I think we all go through this pride cycle in our lives. I think that right now, after what happened in the country with coronavirus, you know, uh, many families have learned how to oh, yeah. live with less and have learned uh, the importance of being close to their family. I was talking to a client of mine this morning. Uh-huh. She is a very successful uh, dentist in Canada. Yeah. And um, I asked her today a question. I told her, what have you learned during all these months that you haven't been able to go to work and spend time, real time with your children? You know, she has a nanny. She has somebody who helps her at home and cook for her and clean for her and do everything for her because yeah. she works a lot. Her husband is a doctor as well. So she really stopped and, and started thinking about what she learned during these last six months. And I asked her to write it, to write two pages of things that she learned Uh, an experience during these months with her family. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that we have lost many of our values as a human beings because we're chasing success and we're chasing status and we're chasing the next uh, step uh, to growing corporate America uh, because we're chasing to buy a bigger house or we're chasing to buy a self-drive car. Yeah. We're chasing to buy the next vacation. Or we're chasing to buy, you know, um, a swimming pool. Yeah. You know? But we forgot what really matters, which is family, right? Yeah, of course. I 100% agree with everything you're saying. It's... Let, me, let me ask you a question. How was your upcoming? How do you... Tell me a little bit of who your parents are and how you grew up. I was raised um, definitely a more like poor family. Um, I, w I was born in Canada and like we lived when I, at a certain part of my age, we lived with my grandmother in the basement, right? And um, I have five siblings, so we're quite a bigger family, I'm the second oldest. And, but yeah, just like a big family. We didn't have much money for, for quite a few years. We lived in a small trailer, you know? So I'm, I'm used to like, just living this way um like living out here when i stay with these big families and small spaces it's kind of like i was already raised like this but very family oriented um come from a pretty christian family and we didn't have much but you know we, we definitely laughed a lot and it was a happy upbringing so you have a good a good family that didn't have all the money but have all the love yeah exactly that's amazing so this is why you're sharing right now to the world you know it's it's just it's how we grow up you know it's what our parents taught us is is how you and that's why you finding joy and happiness helping others because mm -hmm. maybe you struggle while you were growing up and maybe somebody helped your parents when they needed you know yeah and another thing too is kind of like what you're saying is we're always we're constantly chasing these things whether it's like a new pool like you said or a new car And the reason like why we chase success is so usually we can have more money so we can buy more things so we can impress more people. And for me, like kind of going back to what I was doing before is working in the music industry. I seen people like friends of mine, even myself, like we would spend like sometimes three, four thousand dollars a night on bottle service at a nightclub. 
and it's all about status it's all and like we spend so much money on liquor and just like just dumb dumb stuff and um and now it's like i take a thousand dollars and i spend that money and it's like boom a family can now pay for their children to be educated they don't have to worry about food like that sense of joy um like you know anyone who's listening if you want to feel real real joy in the least egotistical way instead of like this whole like me me i want to feel better i want to meditate so i can heal myself like all this kind of new age stuff is just kind of forget it for a second instead of you know going on this cruise instead of you know buying whatever you want to buy for christmas for yourself um or to impress whoever take take thousand dollars go on a trip and go to a small village, build a small business and watch that family. Like it is something that is so beautiful that it is a joy that you cannot buy. If that makes sense. It is something that's like, it's beautiful. And I feel like this is something that a lot more people are going to start doing. I feel like we're going through a great change, you know, like right now in society with, I think this Corona kind of woke everyone up. Um, but it's, it's definitely like if, you're feeling like an emptiness and you want to feel a real joy instead of getting that pool like go help a family out even if it's in your neighborhood you know like help someone out you'll feel i learned it during my life that when you help somebody out of your heart but when you help somebody because it really you know i was one day in the car i had a show here in orlando we have a linkedin local orlando Yeah. And almost 200 uh, almost 200 people came to to the meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And I was with one of my friends who came from 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 Canada to to, to meet me. Yeah. We were driving in my car. I was driving him to the to his hotel. And we stopped and uh stop sign. And I always have in my car a Ziploc full of coins and a dollar bill, so $5 bill, $10 bill. Whatever change I had, I always, I don't, I don't have in my, in my, I never carry in my, in my purse, like a small, um, you know, bag to put coins and things. I don't like that, you know? So yeah. I always, I always put all the change in a Ziploc bag that I keep in my car. So if I need change, I just take it out and whatever, right? So I was driving with him and a stop sign and we saw this person walking through his side of the, of the window begging for money and and he looked at me and and I say give him some money so I give him the bag and and I give him the bag and I say give him some and he is like how much I should give him I told him give him all we don't know if he eat today if he haven't eaten days we just had a breakfast so we give him all the money And he told me, Lorena, today I learned something amazing that, you know, we always say, okay, give back, give back, give back. But when you give from the heart, I told him, when you give from the heart, it comes 10 times to you in different ways. It may not be in cash. It may not be in coins. It may not, but you know, it comes in different ways. When you give from your heart, To somebody who is in need, you all get, always get a handful of it. Always. Don't do it because you're going to get it back, but do it just because you want to help. But yeah. this is the law, you know, of the universe. When you help somebody out, it, you know, the universe brings you back 
thousand times what you have done for somebody. So I truly believe, Aaron, that you are gonna be very well rewarded by God, the universe, and from the people who loves you for what you're doing. I'm one of your fans. My family is, is completely with you and we are gonna support you in your journey, you know? And this is why I want you to, to be on my podcast because I wanna share with all my audience who you are and, and what you're doing because this is the kind of people that we need to learn from, like, like from you, you know? Just to give back to the community without expecting anything and just to bring hope for others who are watching you because by watching you, you inspire us to do the same for others. Maybe not South America, but here in the States, you know, there is something that I have very uh, well guarded in my heart that it comes from Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek says that, you know, you don't need to have a title of a leader to be a leader. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you if you just turn to the right side and you help the person that is in your right side, and if you turn to the left and you help the person that is in the left, you are a leader. You don't need to be, you know, the director, the VP of of a company to be a leader and help somebody. Yeah. And I'm very happy uh, that you are a servant leader and that it comes from your heart because this is what is leadership what you're doing right now yeah yeah you know? thank you and it's it's awesome it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and like i i have so many like emails and, and people saying like you must be the happiest person in the world like and I'll, and i'll be honest like this is very it can be very draining at times mm -hmm. um like sometimes like when you like life is about a solid balance you know like that yin and yang And like when all you do, like for me right now, is just like giving, giving, giving every once in a while, like I'll just come back and I'll feel incredibly exhausted and drained. And, um, but it's, it's something that is more like you find, like for me, like I'm finding God and that is the most rewarding thing on the planet. Like, um, and this is something that I normally wouldn't even, I feel kind of weird even saying like on a pod, it's something just like for me that I write in my journal, you know, but it's, it's, um, It's not something that it's like you wake up and you're like, yes, you know what I mean? And we should never, and this is for like with charity, like what you're saying, like don't do it to feel good because sometimes you'll help and you don't know what they're going to do with that money. Like that per that bum on the side of the street, you don't know if he's going to go and use that money to check something in his arm, but you also don't know if he has a child starving at home or if he has a child with a medical condition, which I ran into so much out here. Like we never know, like, which is the main reason like thou shalt not judge like we need to give out of our heart and not expect anything we often judge people by the look yeah and we often you know say no you know what happened to me and my daughter probably two years ago we were driving to south florida for a concert yeah and um, i told her we're going to, let's go to greece let's go somewhere else but she wants to go to see uh you know a singer that she you know she's a teenager And I was like, okay, well, our vacations probably are gonna be on South Florida. So we drove to South Florida and we stayed there for two weeks. Yeah. And we stayed in different places in, in South Florida, but when we stopped in one of the places over there, we went to have a breakfast in, um, in a coffee shop that was in a, in, a, in, a, in a mall. When we were inside of the coffee shop, we saw a homeless guy. This guy probably was in their 20s young guy 
you know, and um, he was dirty. He was uh, smelly. He was he was a homeless guy. Yeah. And he entered to the coffee shop to serve himself a coffee. And everybody was looking at him like, ew, you know? And um, I was watching him. I sit with my daughter and we were watching him. He sit outside uh, because, of course, he's not welcoming because he haven't taken a shower. So, you know, the restaurant let him to buy, but he cannot stay inside, right? So he has to be outside. So he was sitting in one of the chairs outside and he was sometimes standing because probably he was not right, you know, he's mentally, you know? And he was standing, he was sitting, he was walking and coming back and we were just watching him, my daughter and I. And <clears throat> he was holding with his right hand, his pants. So he was putting his hand inside of the pocket and pulling his pants on his hip because the pants were so big for him. He was so skinny that he didn't have a belt and his pants yeah. were falling down. So <clears throat> there was this guy in the window inside of the restaurant who started beating on the window and asking him to leave. Leave, go, 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 go. So the guy, you know, start freaking out and me and my daughter start getting upset. And I asked the man, why you ask him to go? What is he doing for you? Yeah. And he's like, don't you see what he's doing? He's, he's touching himself. But you know, he was just judging what he was looking. He never really take the time to observe and analyze what was going on with that guy. Yeah. And I say, he's not doing nothing wrong. He's holding his pants. So he started asking him to leave and he started screaming inside of the coffee shop. And me and my daughter started talking to him and telling the, the manager that that was because the manager went out and, and talked to the guy to, to, to leave. And I said, why are you asking him to leave? You know, I mean, this is, this is, this is out of control. This is beyond words, you know? So I, I asked the, the manager to prepare for him a meal. And uh, my daughter and I, we just finished of what we were eating. And we start following, chasing the guy to bring him food. Because we thought that he was hungry. That's why he was outside waiting for somebody to come out and give him something to eat. You know, and while we were looking for him, we found probably three or four people in the streets begging for food and for money. So we started giving food and coffees and drinks to people that we were finding, you know, in the street because, you know, I was feeling so bad that I was, you know, having probably what? Enough money to spend two weeks in South Florida being in a five-star resort with my daughter and paying for a very expensive concert and going shopping to Miami South Beach, you know? Yeah. So I was like, we have to do something. You know, we can, and we always trying to find, you know, the opportunity to help somebody and pay forward because this is the best way of living. And I'm just so happy that I have found you I am so happy that you inspire my own child. You see how my daughter and I were connected. Mm -hmm. Just, she's amazing. She's sitting right there listening, you know, and listening to our podcast. But, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just an awe for what you do. You know, it's just, I'm just happy. And, and I'm happy that you accept uh, to come to my podcast. And I'm happy to share with this with my audience because 
the way that you inspire me and the way that you have inspired more than 500,000 people on TikTok and in YouTube, I want the community of LinkedIn to know who you are, what you're doing, and, and support you. Because it doesn't matter where is the people from, we are all humans. And if we don't take care of our own race, who's going to take care of us? Do you agree? Exactly. Um, I agree 100% with what you're saying. And doesn't matter if you are white, if you are black, if you are brown, if you are yellow, if you are red, we all belong to the same human race. And if we don't support each other on moments of distress and, and, and adversity, nobody will. We are the only ones can save us or we are the only ones can destroy us. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your journey and I'm here to support you. Thank you. Of yeah, course. It's definitely not, it's, it's a, this is a group effort. Like I couldn't do 99% of the things I've been doing on YouTube and TikTok if it wasn't friends, family, and complete strangers, you know, from the internet. So it's definitely of course. a group effort. But, but this, is, this is your why. This is your purpose. And when you really have a purpose in life and you inspire people to do best and to do better, for somebody else is when is when people start following you you didn't came to social media to become famous you didn't came to to tiktok or to youtube to become famous you came there because you are asking for help to help all others and this is what has make you famous you know the the the, the, the leadership and the service that you're doing for humanity Yeah, that's funny you say that though. Because still, like every once in a while, people will ask me, like, "What do you do for work here?" You know, when I when I'm walking around, and I still I still kind of feel a little embarrassed. Be like, oh, "I do uh, a TikToker." Ah, <laughs> no. I, I read so you many comments. Say, you have to say, "I am a philanthropist and I am a humanitarian." That's why I'm here. That's your job. This is how I see you. I don't see you as a TikToker because you don't. You don't make videos dancing, shaking your body, like you say, or your butt, like all these yeah. girls on, on TikTok. You are doing videos, helping people who is in need, who is hungry, who are homeless, who are sick, who has lost hope. Those are the people that you are lifting. And let me tell you something. When you lift somebody who is down and you lift them up, is when you get rewarded. And you know, listen to me very well, Aaron. You're gonna get very, very far with what you're doing because I'm very sure and 100% positive there is millions of people who need to know who you are and support your cause. Because it's not it's not a matter of where they people is. It's a matter of what you're doing, why you're helping, how you're helping, and how we can support you. Thank you. No, that's... Of course. And listen, I mean, if you need anything, I mean, there is things that we can do from here. You know, there is people that has a lot of shoes that they don't use, that they don't wear. I mean, the, all these families maybe need shoes, maybe they need clothes, maybe they need things that people here don't need anymore and we can send them to Ecuador. Yeah, the, actually the problem with that is I had some some families send a few packages and I had to pay almost a thousand dollars just with the taxes, which is... Jobs. That's ridiculous. That. Yeah, because they, they do like an estimated 30% tax um, in most countries down here. Even if it's donations? 
Um, even if it's in, yeah, like we put in their donations. It was like a book, some old things from my laptop sent over. Um, so right now I'm, I'm actually working this week on talking with a, a lawyer here to be like, hey, like as soon as my nonprofit is good, am I able to get things 100% without having to pay that? Because literally like the, the people with my packages were like, nope, you need to pay like this right here for each package. Um, oh my God, so what's cheaper if you buy it, if you buy them new? Yeah. yeah so just let us know. I mean, any way that we can support you because you know, there is people that may not have right now the financial uh, freedom to donate you know because right now every country is struggling you know many people has no job and they are living with what they have for their families yeah. but i'm pretty sure that many families have things that they can donate toys shoes strollers you know maybe we can fill a container and send it to you i mean i don't know yeah of course um yeah i definitely want to figure out like how i can get that where i don't have to just get surprised with the crazy with a crazy bill on every single package. Of um, course. Even if there's people that want to like specifically uh, like sponsor families, what I do is um, I don't like want to touch a penny of this. Like I'm really trying to do it where I can be as transparent as possible and showing where a hundred percent of this is going into this this project. Um, what so what I'm doing now is I'll have <clears throat> sometimes I'll have people that'll hit me up. <clears throat> wanting to sponsor a family and so basically what i do is i'll look for a family like i was saying before like are they blind do they have a down syndrome child um these are just like things that i've already how done. much how much is needed to sponsor a family uh two to three hundred dollars and that'll sponsor the children that'll pay rent that'll pay food uh, that'll allow people to live comfortably that allow kids to study that'll pay for the internet because there's no schools here anymore in south america it's all um it's all online and so about two to three hundred dollars depending on how big their family is or if they're like in a capital where it's more expensive as opposed to like so that will be like two hundred dollars a month to, to sponsor a family to have a place to stay a food to eat mm -hmm. and for one month yeah for one month and then you know about uh, for one month two hundred dollars it will support a family of how many people four four we're gonna we're gonna sponsor one cool um, and, and then I was going to say a thousand dollars. Would you do it half and I do half? Okay. Yeah. And so what I do is I find this family and then I give you their, uh, their WhatsApp number and like take a picture and then like, I'm kind of out of it. So I don't have to be this middleman. So like, you don't have to worry about like, is this money going like to him? Like, I just want to directly connect people with that and they can make friends. Like, so I have families now that they FaceTime the children and their kids are like, just learning. Like, it's a really cool opportunity, like for a couple of these families that are doing this right now and they can show them the food in their, in their fridges, you know, um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And that's kind of like where I want to take this. So, um, it's definitely, like I said, like I didn't go into it, but I had a, I, I just from my party life, I died, left my body, had an opportunity to come back and it's like, this is definitely a purpose of we need to. Of course, and you have a beautiful purpose, yeah. a wonderful purpose, and, and and you're doing just the way that she'll be, you know. And listen, you are gonna be rewarded, 100%. Maybe not right now, but right now you're being rewarded just like what you're doing. Yeah. But you know, you're gonna be blessed. I mean, some someday you're gonna have your own family. And you're gonna have your own children, and uh, and somebody's gonna look for you guys the same way because everything comes back. The good things that you do for others and the bad things that you do for others always come back. And what you're doing right now is you are planting the seeds 
of what you're doing for others. And believe me, everything is going to come back to you. Thank you. Of course. Um, I'm not looking for anything from this. You know, this is, this is just, I'm just living right now. It feels. That's the best way to do it. You know, don't expect in anything and everything is coming anyway. So Aaron, you know, where my obvious can find you, can find you on TikTok. Can you spell this for me, your nick, your nickname on TikTok? Um, just Murph's Life, one word, M-U-R-P-H-S-L-I-F-E. So my last name is Murphy, which is kind of Murph's Life. Uh, but yeah, that's on my TikTok. It's the same for my YouTube and my Instagram. It's all just Murph's Life. Okay, beautiful. So they can they can help you to found uh, any family or to help somebody by uh, donating through PayPal, through Vimeo, through what else? Patreon. Those are my three main ones. Okay, perfect. And um, what is your email address? Uh, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, 24Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. Beautiful. So just to close this interview, Aaron, what would you like to tell the world right now? Um... That's a good question. One of my favorite questions I like to ask strangers in the streets, like when I'm looking for these families to help, um, is sometimes I'll ask them if, if today was your last day on, if you were dying of cancer, today's your last day, what would you tell your child? You know, before you die, you're on your bed, what would you tell your child? Like, and, and the things are just beautiful, um, what people say. So I'd say maybe just kind of think about that. Like if today really was your last day, like what are your priorities? What are, what are the things that really matter to you, you know, um, and make those a priority in your life instead of just the, the BS that's, that's kind of fogging you and, and creating these emptinesses. And it really is like you were saying, it's, it's family, it's, it's service, it's serving one another and it's, it's love, you know, it's, we need to forgive each other. We need to forgive ourselves and, and really just like, serve others and serve strangers and, and that's the main purpose of life and we'll find so much more joy and love and i think that is the like the big shift that's kind of happening right now is you know um and if like if if you're a catholic be a damn good catholic you know if you're if you're a mormon be a good mormon like be be honest with be honest with your spouses um be honest with your family and friends just be honest with yourself and if you say you're gonna do something just go and do it you know, stop, stop BSing, stop exaggerating. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much Murphy, for being on my podcast. And thank you so more, much for everything that you are doing uh, for your humanity. And we're going to be in touch. You know, Sarah is going to have her podcast very soon. Cool. And she's going to invite you to her podcast. You know, it will be awesome. So she can share your journey you know, with others, you know, because your story needs to be told. Thank you. Yeah, as long as I get to be the first one on a new podcast. Oh, did you hear that, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very nice having you here. Uh, I'm very pleased that I have talked to you, that I have met you. And, yeah. um, and you know, we're going to continue supporting you. And uh, I'm going to talk to you privately later. So, to see yeah. how we can start sponsoring a family and how we can help uh, uh, somebody and pay it forward. Cool. You know? Of yeah, course. 100%. Thank you so much, Murphy, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. It was nice chatting with you. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.
was nice. Yes. Oh, is this story?